Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host and the future leader of the Republic of Wales, Scofflier. Now, this might be the only podcast in the world where you actually have to reduce the speed instead of increasing it. However, what I want to get over to you is that the past is gone, the future doesn't exist. So if you want to make the most of your life, you've got to make the most of these moments every single day. And this podcast is going to help you live a healthier, more fulfilled life, hopefully giving you some wisdom to take away every single day. So I'm going to shut up now so you can get on with listening to the next episode. Before we start this voice note today, I want to wish a very happy 31st birthday to Ryan Grant Bartholomew Libby. Happy birthday, Ryan. I know you don't listen to these podcasts, but happy birthday to you. Go and wish him happy birthday, people. Tell him you love his new hair. He looks like Goku off Dragon Ball Z. If you know, you know. But happy birthday, Ryan. But uh, enough about you. We're on to some more exciting topics now. I want to put research studies. You know, think. imagine the type of bloke that reads research studies in his spare time. Yeah, that's me. Sad, man. Sad. But potentially, potentially positive for you guys. You can go on your daily walk and I'll read them. The most important ones out to you. How's about that? What a deal. Okay, before that, though, like I said on Monday, I'm reading the book The Old Way about, you know, hunter-gatherers and stuff like that. And what was interesting, a few interesting observations from reading? The first thing is, they're nuts. <laughs> like, these hunter-gatherers are nuts. Uh, they literally go up to, if a group of lions has, like, killed something. So, like, they, they hunt this, like, antelope, massive one, and they go and find it across the the brow of the hill or whatever, and it's like 30 lions, this is a true story, 30 lions just waiting around, they're waiting for it to die, because the poison arrow hasn't really taken effect. These hunter-gatherers walked slowly for them, up to a group or a pride of 30 lions, and eyeballed them, and walked really slow, staring at them. And what happened was, some of the lions were like, what, what's going on? And then some of them like turned away. And then when they saw the the, the, the the alpha male turn away, the rest of them turned away. All of them ran away. And they took the kill. Think about, imagine the guts. Have you seen the size of a lion? A lion's head. Look on, go and watch some of the documentaries. Oh my God, they would maul you. Maul you. But apart from that, another important point is, um, she talks about how water is the most important thing. Water is the most important thing out there. When they have a choice between water and food, they will always, always, always pick water. And they'll also drink until they're bloated sometimes when they know they're going to go days without water. So just to remind you, as our ancient selves, we haven't been eating every two to three hours a day. We have been hungry most of the time. We have felt that hunger. You know that hunger you feel? Yeah, don't panic. Don't press the panic button and get food in straight away because it's uncomfortable. Get used to it. Mild hunger is absolutely fine. I am convinced mild hunger is actually our normal state. We shouldn't be always full. We shouldn't. I don't think we should. The digestive system's working all, t- all day, all day, all day. No, I'm not saying that. I don't know what the research does say in this, though. But, um, you know... They do some research on fasting, and it's not better for fat loss, but it might be better for our bodies to not be always digesting. Who knows? But it does it does kind of make sense? And if she's observing that they would rather drink water and go hungry, I'm sure you can go, right? I'm sure you can go a few hours when you're hungry without imploding and eating 10 biscuits, okay? Just 
accept that if you, as well as that, if you are actually trying to lose weight, you're actually in an energy deficit. So yes, hunger is a normal byproduct of that. Just to be, just to be crystal clear, don't really listen to those Instagram profiles that are like, you should never be hungry. You should never go hungry queen. Mm, well, it's just not true, is it? Well, we always, we need to be wrapped in cotton wool, do we? Every single day. We need to be all not hungry ever. We need to have water dripping into our mouth so we never go a second without water. We have food ready immediately. What, what world are we living in? Let's get back to reality. Let's get back to our primal selves for a bit. That's, see what they're reacting like. But anyway, anyway, let's crack on you. Let's crack on. Studies, studies, three studies to, uh, three studies to blow your mind with. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, who knows. But this is the first one. Why crash diets do not work. You probably know why they don't work. But let's have a look at the studies as, shall we? Crash diet is a way of losing a lot of weight very quickly by limiting what one eats, of course. They usually promote significant weight loss, often in a short period of time. So the study found that people who followed a crash diet, right, for two years after the diet, 83% gained back more weight than they initially lost. So it's just pointless. Honestly, you're going backwards. Imagine, imagine knowing that and still going ahead with it. Do you mean? It's like saying, yeah, I'll eat that, but I know I'm going to die two years younger. Why? Why would you do it? It's not worth it. Crash diets are not even enjoyable. It's not as if they're amazingly fun. Like, it's literally bad all around. There's not one benefit apart from water weight. We'll get onto that now. So, there's no medical definition for crash diets, but we know, red, red, red flags, red flags. Lose 16 pounds in a month. Lose, you know, all this, like, huge claims, right? And usually, crash diets are super boring. They're miserable. They literally cut out most food choices. Um, weight, rapid weight loss is the goal, especially within the first week. And I spoke earlier about being hungry is normal, but on crash diets, you're likely going to be starving. And not just starving in terms of, ooh, I'm, I'm rumbling, but actually starved of nutrients, which is not good, okay? So one study in the Journal of Consumer Research found that when people had to use high levels of self-control like during dieting, they were more likely to prefer angry messages and displayed higher levels of irritability. That's true. That's true. So you just become a miserable sort, basically. Come on now, you're miserable enough as it is, guys. Just don't want to get worse. Crash diets actually damage your health as well. So yo-yo dieting is is very taxing on the cardiovascular system and can deplete your body of vitamins and dehydrate you as well. So in the International Journal of Obesity suggests that yo-yo dieting alters fat tissue and decreases glucose tolerance, which could increase your risk of diabetes and heart disease. Right? That's not good. Not good at all. Crash diets are mostly water weight. We know this. We know as well. It's nice. Sometimes we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll do something for a few days and we go, hey, I dropped five pounds today. We know it's not five pounds of fat, but we're still like, yeah, it's cool. We get a little bump of motivation from it, right? The thing is, every gram of carb in your body retains three grams of water. So if you drop pasta, rice, grains, and you have a lot of PP, right, you're obviously going to drop a lot of weight, but it's not fat. So don't mistake it for fat. Same goes the other way. 
Crash diets lead to micronutrient deficiencies. Now, this is not good. Not good at all, especially for women. Um, you can have the bone mineral density goes down. There's a lot of bad stuff in bone health that can happen as well. So we need to watch out for that. And then it's just not sustainable, guys. So basically, this study just really shits on crash diets. And we shouldn't. And if any of you are feeling the pressure now because it's August to get into shredded shape and, oh, I've left it too late. There is, it is pointless, let me tell you, ringing the alarm and trying to crash diet this month until the end of the month because you will be back in a worse position later down the line. It's not worth it. You literally, it's like a form of self-harm in a sense. It's just, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, next one. Research study on consistent tracking of your food. Okay, so intuitive eating, which a lot of people are promoting, right, I think it's all, like in most cases absolutely nonsense for to tell people to do intuitively eat if they're overweight, right? Because that's what they have already been doing. They have been eating when they feel hungry, right? That's we're so out of whack with actual our needs to tell someone that they can intuitively eat from the get go is a recipe for disaster. Intuitive eating is like an elite level skill. Right, that's something ideally we all want to work towards and we don't need a track anymore and stuff like that. But the reality is, tracking is getting easier and easier due to technology, aka Turtle Macros app, aka the best nutrition app coming on the market. But with technology making it so easy to track and so little friction, why don't we just do it? That's what I'm saying, okay? Go back 10 years, maybe a bit more. Go back 20 years. If you wanted to track where you eat, you had to look at the label, write it down, weigh it, write down, work out the macros and calories of everything, write it all down in a notebook. Imagine that. Imagine how long that took. And then you had to, like, send that off to someone. Is that right? Is this good? You can just scan the barcode now, search food, boom, my favorite, copy from the day before. Literally will take you a few minutes a day. Like, 0.2% of your waking hours is spent on tracking. The ROI is massive. Anyway, back to study, tangent. Um... So, so look, so they looked at, the study looked at uh, one year weight loss program, 45 pre-diabetic and type 2 diabetes males and females. They didn't train, okay? They weren't doing a resistance training. So we had three groups, rare trackers, they tracked less than one third of total days. Inconsistent, they tracked about 33 to 66% of total days and consistent trackers tracked uh, 66% plus of total days. So you know, two of every three days they were tracking. So that's kind of in line with what we say. Like, you know, if you track five or seven days, you're pretty much there. But weekends can get you, so do watch out. Um, so they were, they were the participants were encouraged, right, to maintain daily food journals, physical activity records, reduce portion sizes, reduce food time, calories, fat, simple sugar, um, increase consumption of fruit, veg, you know, all the basic stuff, and weigh themselves frequently. Um, and they were given quite a lot of, like, educational stuff as well. Um, so that's quite fine. This, this was the intervention, uh, given 22 in-person educational sessions. So obviously a bit more education. That's quite a lot though, but here's the results. The group that rarely tracked, so one in three days lost 4.5 pounds, right? The ones that inconsistently tracked lost four pounds. So not much difference. The group that consistently tracked lost 8.5 pounds, so double the amount of the ones that didn't really track. And what you really see is, and you look at the graph, which you can't see, the ones that didn't, the ones that were rare or inconsistent, their weight flies up on uh, Thanksgiving, because it's an American one, 
and during Christmas. But the group that consistently track, their weight loss is quite stable all the way down. You don't have the ups and down um, from the holidays. So consistent trackers, you know, didn't have that, which is good, which is good for us because we don't want to be going up and down. We want to kind of be consistent. We want to get into rhythm. We want to build a lifestyle, don't we? So it's interesting that the difference is significant. There's there's other studies that show daily weigh-in is associated with more weight loss and stuff like that. So the more we can keep on top of our data and understand where we're at and we don't feel lost, I think the better. Um, obviously, okay, there's some people where tracking is just not an option and they would need an eating disorder. And in that regard, you have to go ideally to get one-to-one support with that, okay? So I have to say that all the time because I don't want people to think that I'm saying this is for 100% of the population, but the majority of people likely will be fine. So consistent tracking is a significant predictor of weight loss. So are you going to track today? Now you know that, consistent tracking is a significant predictor of weight loss. You tracking? Are you going to miss today again? What are you gonna do? You're gonna go on your phone now, put the food in, You're gonna copy your food from yesterday over to today. Easy done, job done. All you gotta do then is execute. And one more study, guys, before I leave you for the rest of your day. Basic food and nutrition hacks. Okay, so drink water before, after, and during your meals. So we know water helps fill up space in our stomachs rather than resort to eating more food and adding unnecessary calories per meal. Water fills up space. So you feel fuller for longer without eating more calories, basically. Okay, so make it a habit, which is difficult. Drink before, drink during, drink after, um, and you should help the hunger levels. Another one, use smaller plates. So the photo I'm seeing now, two plates. One is big, one is small, same size food. But the smaller plate looks like more food because it fills up more space. This is known as the Delboeuf illusion. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Tricks your mind into thinking you're having more, actually, but you're having the same because you're using the smaller plate. A lot of bodybuilders do this. Uh, Welsh bodybuilder Flex Lewis, Mr. Olympia, of his weight class, would eat his food during prep with baby spoon. <laughs> he used baby spoons. So, yeah, get more spoons in. Uh, so, you know, make sure you're not... Our portion sizes have increased, our plates gone bigger and stuff like that. So try, try that technique, it might work. Um, apparently, surrounding yourself with the beautiful colour blue when eating... Well, apparently, um, blueberries, the colour blue isn't associated with food or cravings helping suppress your appetite. Apparently, that's the case. Um, the best way to incorporate this strategy is to eat off a blue plate. A blue one around when you're hungry. Keep a lot of blue coloured containers and books in front of you. Interesting. A little, not sure if it'll work for everyone, but worth a go. Uh, eat your calories, don't drink them. So, obviously, we have the whey protein hydro, which is a great flavoured water style drink essentially uh, and protein shakes are fine enough post-workout but if you're going to have to decide if you're going to have your calories from drinking them or eating them you definitely should eat them and try and eat slowly much better fill you up for longer eat with a group when ordering foods that you crave you get to satisfy your food cravings your friends get to enjoy your company maybe maybe not and you get to consume less of the unwanted calories so eat slower with your friends you know share the food you crave can help okay don't have to have everything for yourself like i do drink tea the very cheap and ancient old drink is one of the best discoveries drinking tea contains caffeine and helps suppress hunger okay sometimes 
this can help a lot. And you know, black black and green and jasmine teas, a lot of people swear by these when they're trying to drop weight and stuff like that. So give them a go. Might not work for everyone again, but give them a go. Um, prioritize whole foods is the next one over processed foods, obviously. Um, so, you know, that's just an easy one, guys. Sometimes it's easy to get processed foods, but, you know, make a bit of effort to, to, to cook a, a meal of, of whole beautiful foods and you might feel fuller and better. Sleep in, obviously we know this, sleep and move more. The more we move, the less our appetite, that the more, sorry, the more we move, the more in tune our appetite is. So like I said before, if you don't move enough, you get hungrier. There's a, there's a threshold where if you don't move as enough like our ancestors did, your appetite regulation system is dysregulated in the bad way. And a bad way, I mean, you feel hungrier than you should. And then you eat and snack and you, you know, that office 15, you join an office job, you gain 15 pounds in whatever time. It's true. It's true because you don't move. But um, I've thrown a lot of you there. I've thrown a lot of you. Something might stick, something might not. One key point I want to get across to you today is like consistent tracking is strongly associated with um, consistent weight loss. Okay, so if your goal is still fat loss, please do be consistent. Hopefully the new macros app will help with that because it's easier, it's not much time and the check-ins are done very quickly and the AI can go to work. Um, mild hunger is absolutely normal. Live with it. If you're, if you're in a deficit, live with it. The, the more you just accept you're going to get mild hunger, the better. If you think you um, don't deserve to be hungry because social media is wrong, accept mild hunger and you'll have a much better time on this fat loss journey essentially and any of those hacks obviously try them um, but get moving basically simple as guys how many times do i have to say the same thing do you, you know what i mean we, we it's the, the advice is going to be consistent and it's going to be said in different ways but how many more times do i have to say track your macros get your steps in drink your water <sighs> how many more times till it sinks in what are you going to do today what are you doing today your steps in. You're gonna track your macros. You're gonna be okay with mild hunger. You're gonna drink your water. It's all I need you. It's all I'm asking. Please. It's all I'm asking for you today. Just do it for today. Then you might be able to do it tomorrow. Who knows? One day at a time. Other than that, guys, I will be back tomorrow. Enjoy yourselves and uh, speak soon. And that is it for today's episode. So hopefully you took something away from it. If you didn't, here's what you need to take away. Stop wasting time on social media. Stop wasting time gossiping. You've only got today to live. Today's the only day you ever have. So if there's anything to take away from this podcast, even if you can't understand the word I say, even if you didn't resonate with the wisdom I try to deliver, this is a reminder of you daily to live one day at a time. Give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking, you've got unlimited amount of days but if you can make them also today i'm telling you you'll have a fulfilled life so enjoy your day and hopefully i'll see you back tomorrow you daily to live one day at a time give your moments meaning today and don't be fooled by thinking you've got unlimited amount of days but if you can make them also today i'm telling you you'll have a fulfilled life so enjoy your day and hopefully i'll see you back tomorrow